All right, everybody, what's up? J5 here on Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Episode 8 of J5 getting live coming at you. So we got a lot of good things going on in sports right now. We got the combine in the NFL. Sounds like Kevin Durant going to be coming back for the Nasty Nets. Got... NFL free agency getting ready to kick off. College football, college basketball tournament, uh, conference tournament season starting up, and then we're going to get March Madness going in a couple weeks. NFL free agency on the horizon. So before you know it, it's going to be the Masters. And usually this is like an exciting time of year because there's a lot going on like NBA, NHL in full swing, which they are. And golf is getting going. If you're a golf fan, I am myself getting ready for the masters March man is coming NFL coming, but or off season coming, I should say. But the most exciting thing about this time of year is usually you have baseball coming. And around here in New York, it was shaping up to be an exciting year, definitely for the Mets with with the team that they have, the offseason that they had before the lockout started. The Yankees were in more of wait-and-see mode, but, but they still have a team that, that can be competitive. I don't think highly of them. Um, I think that when baseball comes back, They'll be a fourth-place team as they're established. I said that in the last episode. But for me, as a sports fan, and I think for, for a lot of fans, it's it's a disappointing time right now with baseball and the players not being able to get a deal together. And let me be clear. My side that I align with is the side of the players. The owners didn't really want to make a deal. They showed you that all along. They instituted this lockout in early December. They didn't talk for 43 days. And then they decided, yeah, we'll start negotiating. Because, you know, spring training is is supposed to be starting soon. And... The negotiations lasted nine days, I guess you want to call it. But they really heated up in the last 48 hours. And the owners started putting the rhetoric out there in the media that they were close. Yeah, we're close. We're close. No, no, this is what they want. We're giving. They kept making it sound like they were giving things to the fans. That was their stance all along. Yeah, we're giving. No, like we have we want to make this deal. It's us. We want to play. We don't want to miss games. We, we put this arbitrary deadline in place. And that's exactly what it was. It was a fake, arbitrary deadline that the owners threw out there. They said, yeah, we got to have a deal in place by February 28th. Otherwise, we have to start canceling games. Not true. Did you know that the owners really lose nothing by missing more if they miss the first like 20 games of the year they don't lose a thing 
technically it's like 25 because that's when the TV networks start start asking for money back because they give their money in advance. They make a deal with the league to broadcast the games and they want money back after X number of games aren't going to be played. So the owners lose nothing by canceling the first two weeks of the first six games of the season. Don't let them fool you. And their deals were bogus. If you look at the collective bargaining tax, which serves as as somewhat of a of a cap in baseball. There's no hard cap. It's not like the NFL or the MLB or the uh, or the NBA or the NHL. The MLB has no salary cap. You could spend as much as you want. But there are tax penalties when you go over. And if you follow the Yankees, Hal Steinbrenner, always big on not wanting to go over the tax. Steve Cohen is going scorched earth. The Mets are projected to have the highest payroll in baseball right now. And there are rumors that Cohen wants to add more. He wants to get close to 300. He'll be paying severely over the tax levels. And every year that you stay over the tax, you pay more. That's how it works. If you're a first-time offender, it's like 25 cents on a dollar, so on and so forth. It keeps going from there, whatever. I don't need to explain the tax. But the players wanted a higher tax, which is fair. Like, a salary cap in any league goes up because more money is coming in to the sport. So they wanted that. The owners basically said they weren't going to budge. The owners budged on on a couple of things. They were going to get rid of draft pick compensation for for free agents. They were going to raise the arbitration pool, and they were going to raise the league minimum salary. Those are all good things, but they don't want to give away more money, and they're making more money. As the negotiations are going on, we heard them announce a deal for like $150 million to broadcast a game a week or two two games a week on NBC via Apple or something like that. Um, probably on Peacock. They're probably going to charge you, whatever. And the owners, this is my biggest problem with the owners. Like as a business owner, obviously you always want to keep as much money as you can. That's the reason our country is so great. That's the reason that people make so much money. I'm all for capitalism. But my biggest problem with the owners and with Rob Manfred is that they think we're stupid. They want us all as fans to believe that the players are the problem. Because they want you to look at guys like Tatis and guys like Trout and Acuna and Bryce Harper and Garrett Cole and say, you're making $300 million to play a kid's game. But that's not reality. That is reality in the sense that they're making that. But not every guy on every roster makes that. The average MLB career is four years long. So if you're an average MLB player and you play four years, for the most part, you're probably making the minimum. And maybe you get to arbitration and you make a little bit more than the minimum. So they were going to raise the minimum to $700,000 a year, which is a lot of money. Let's, let's not be crazy. It's a lot of money to play a game. But the thing is, when you're in a locker room with a guy who's making $25 million a year, 
and the owner is making way more than that, then yeah, that's an issue. Or it's an issue when the Yankees have a $210 million payroll, let's say, and they play in the same division as the Orioles, who have an owner who's very wealthy. He's probably a billionaire. If not, he's worth a He's worth multiple hundreds of millions. He's making roughly, off the team, let's call it $100 million a year. And his whole team on the field, when they play the Yankees, is making $12 million. Let's say they're making $25 million. That's what their, their payroll is. The issue is that they don't want to spend. Now, when you have a team like the Rays, who doesn't draw fans... I get it. But the guy who sticks out the most is the owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates. The guy pockets close to $200 million a year. They always have the lowest payroll in the league. And he calls himself a small market. It's funny. I don't look at the Pittsburgh Steelers like a small market team. The Pittsburgh Penguins have seemed to navigate being a small market team, okay? So you got two teams in town that know how to win titles. And then you got the Pirates, who throw out a minor league team. I mean, it's just comical that these guys think that we're this stupid as fans. And I think it was Scherzer who called it out the other day about the C- uh, about the collective bargaining tax or, or whatever it is. Like, he was like, all you need to do to look at it as a salary cap, is realize that the San Diego Padres spent more than the Yankees last year. And he's right. The Padres as a team were loaded on talent. They were trading guys left and right to add more talent. Because they know as a first-time offender, like, their their tax is going to be less. The Yankees, meanwhile, are trying to stay under it to reset the tax. So it does work as a salary cap. And the big market teams in baseball, if you want to call them that, aren't the problem. The Red Sox spend, the Yankees spend, I don't think they spend enough, but they spend. The Mets are spending now that Steve Cohen's the owner. The Dodgers spend, the Angels spend. Those teams are spenders. The guys who are the problem are those those 8 to 10 teams that don't want to be good. And... For me, I have no issue with the Tampa Bay Rays not spending because they win games. Their whole formula is we can't afford to spend because they don't draw any fans in. And we're not going to spend. We're going to invest in our analytics departments and we're going to make our team really good by investing off the field, which is fine. I have no problem with that. If that's the strategy you want to take in baseball, of all the games, the analytics works the most in baseball, that's fine. But to be a team like the Pirates or the Orioles and have all these hundred lost seasons pile up and never be competitive is an issue. To be the Miami Marlins and have Derek Jeter, who invested his money and then he left now and selling his stake, his 4% stake, and never spend... When you're in Miami, and I know you can't you can't draw because the team isn't good, but to never spend 
is an issue. The franchise itself is worth over a billion dollars. The owner is a very wealthy guy. So I don't understand why these teams get away with this. And for Rob Manfred to get up there and be smiling and practicing his golf swing as he's canceling opening day of baseball season. Like, none of the games in April matter. But opening day, it matters. It's like a holiday in America. It's like a great feeling when your team opens the season, even though they're going to play 162 games. There's just something special about opening day. And if you've never been, you should go. I highly recommend it. But what I'll say is for him to be the face of the game and doing that is an absolute clown show and an embarrassment to the owners. Roger Goodell is an embarrassing commissioner to the NFL. But I have full faith that he knows how to handle a press conference better than Rob Manfred. Manfred was an embarrassment yesterday as he got up and canceled the game and said that the owners tried and the players tried, but we're just too far apart. And, you know, we have 43 days until the season's supposed to start or 28 days, whatever it is. And, you know, we just have to cancel the first two series of the season and we'll keep canceling games. And we're not going to pay the players their full season rate. Meanwhile, he's the one who in 2020 didn't want to play more games during COVID. He said the players wanted like a 70 game, 75 game season, I think. And he said, no, it's 60. And that was it. He leveraged his power. He played 60 games and that was it. And again, Manfred and the owners are leveraging their power. Just embarrassing us as fans. And for me, I'm not in a rush for baseball to come back. When it comes back, I don't know how I'll feel about it. I've been drawn away. I've been fading away for a while because of the attitude of my team, the Yankees. But baseball's dying. And for them to miss this time with kids who are fans that are the next generation it's going to hurt them they're treating this so cavalierly that it's embarrassing because what they don't realize is this is different than 94 in 94 there was no netflix there was barely an internet there wasn't a distraction leagues didn't dominate the way they do now. The NFL is going to step on the throat of baseball. For every week it's out. The NBA is going to step on the throat of baseball for every week it's out. Even the NHL might be able to step on the throat of baseball every week it's not active. But what's even more crazy is now. The information is at your fingertips. The players are active on Twitter. They're letting you know what they asked for. And if you don't want to watch baseball or worry about it day to day, you don't have to. You can watch a Netflix series. 
the Kanye documentary. Very good. But you, we all have distractions as fans now that people didn't have in 94. And what brought the fans back was 98. The chase between Maguire and Sosa. And we know now that it wasn't really a quote-unquote real chase because of the steroid use. But the owners allowed the steroids. So let's... They won't let guys in the Hall of Fame, but they were so excited about about having steroids in their game to to turn up the ratings. So I think it'll be interesting as we move forward here and we see how long it takes the owners and the players to make a deal. But for me, I've drawn my line in the sand. I'm with the players. If they don't want to play, they don't have to. They're the reason we watch these games. They're the talent. I root for the players. The team is the team. I'll always be a Yankees fan. But the guys who put on the pinstripes, they're what makes the difference. If you're a fan of anybody else, that's that's what makes you a fan is you know, your first memory at a game or you know, the reason that you root for a team that's not in New York or New Jersey. You became a fan because of that. So, for me, I'm with the players. We'll see as we move along what happens. Um, For me, you know where I'll be. I will be here Wednesday nights. Every Wednesday, J5 Getting Live will be coming out. And hopefully we have more to talk about in the weeks ahead. In the weeks ahead, we're going to have March Madness. We'll have NFL Free Agency. We'll all do a little master's talk when it gets closer to that. I told you I would start giving out some picks when we got to March Madness again. So I will. Um, First docket of games is set for St. Patty's Day. So I will uh, be giving out picks on Wednesday the 16th. So looking forward to that. But for now, that's the end of this episode. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. Like and subscribe to the podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at J-O-H-N-M-U-R-A-C-H-A-N-I-A-N. And that's it. We'll be back next Wednesday unless something crazy happens before that. So, J5, out.